Welcome everybody to Locked On Knicks. Whoa, hey, who is that? That's this is Alex Wolf, but joined by Gavin Shaw as usual. We do have a special guest. James Marcita is here to celebrate the 800th episode of Locked On Knicks. He was, of course, the previous host of Locked On Knicks. We always bring him on when it's time to celebrate because we probably don't have a better time with almost any guest that we ever have on. No offense to every other guest that we have on. Uh, but Gavin, we're we're finishing off our mailbag questions with James because what's more fun than a mailbag episode? And I think in the first part of what is a four-part episode, it turned out to be, we have some pretty good stuff to get into in this first one. Yeah, I, I can definitively say we have a lot of great guests. I never have more fun than when James comes on. He is just a joy. Uh, we update everyone on the Knicks PA announcer situation. That's more of a PSA than a question. Uh, then we, we talk about if Clyde were to retire, which former Nick and which former non-Nick would we want to replace him as color commentator? Finally, we finish off with a loaded question debating Tyrese Halliburton versus Emmanuel Quickly, and generally where Emmanuel Quickly would go in a redraft. All that and more right now on Locked on Knicks. You are Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. Welcome everybody to Lockdown Knicks. I used to be your host, James Marcino, a.k.a. Emmanuel Thickly. You may know me as MPA Injury Report on Twitter. And this is sort of episode 800. I don't know if it's officially 800, but we're celebrating it as such. On today's episode, we're joined by the actual hosts, uh, Alex Wolf and Gavin Shaw. Welcome, guys. <laughs> wow, that sounded like painful to push out at the end. That was a good one. That was, that was the constipated intro. That was beautiful, James. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yes, I am. I am Alex Wolf. Uh, he's Gavin Shaw. I'm the editor chief of the Strickland. Which you can find at the strict.land. Gavin, play by play broadcaster by day, Nick's podcaster by night. Particularly tonight, where James, we're we're recording a little a little late at night because you know West Coast time. But Gavin and I are also kind of night owls. So this works out pretty nicely. Uh, but what's good, James? How you doing? That was a beautiful intro, and uh, people don't know that this is our second take because I did the regular intro that we would do, and then you're like, oh, but I practiced. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came up with the manual thickly, and that was just way too good. I'm sure nobody has said that. So I uh, doubt it, really. I, I can't see anybody else. Have, yeah, people don't like to make puns off of his name. Uh, no. So. So we certainly I, never stop mm-mm. five times a show to chuckle at ourselves <laughs> for just saying the word quickly, <laughs> um, particularly in relation to him. Uh, puns abound, but... Anyway, James, what's good? That was so. That was a very fun intro. I'm sure that made some people nostalgic. We are yeah. continuing our tradition of having you on at least for the every episode on the hundreds. Which I like it. I, like it. I feel like we just had episode 700, like yesterday, and now we're on 800. 
Uh, so what's good? What's changed for you in the time of from episode seven hundred to eight hundred? I, I feel like uh, COVID was already going on. No, wait, didn't really James? Didn't you get married? Because we were talking about you about to get married. I think last time you were on. Oh yeah, shit. I, I did get married. Uh, unfortunately, we're now divorced. Damn. Oh, yeah, I heard about yeah. that. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah she. Uh, basically, my fame got to her. She couldn't oh, take it I thought, anymore. I thought it was the opposite, and she was only with you for the locked on podcast money. And when she found out you weren't going back. <laughs> uh no that's right that's actually right um it was it was really the episode 800 was coming around that really was the indicator she was like you told me you'd be back by 800 and you're like i'm gonna be back and then you're like yeah she's like yeah as a guest not as this is actually my yeah this is my last ditch effort to save our relationship (laughs) i love you babe come back to me (laughs) baby come back Nice. Any oh, other could see. <laughs> anyway, we're off, to a, we're off to a rousing start to this episode. Uh, so we're going to go over the rest of the January mailbag questions, which we thought would be fun. Mailbags are always the most fun episodes. So, of course, we bring on the most fun guests to do the most fun episode yes. type. Uh, so I'll just hop right into it because we got a few to get to here. So first one comes from Andrew White at AJW5173 on Twitter. Uh, do you know if Mike Wazowski, I'm assuming is how you pronounce that, is doing PA for the Knicks this year? The guy is a legend. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes, because I still hear three-point goal, and that's all I need to know. But someone did research, right? One of you two looked it up to confirm. Yeah, yeah I Googled it three seconds ago. And nice. ac- according to uh, DailyKnicks.com, Andrew I didn't even mean to laugh. I don't know. Pistone? It's P-I-S-T-O. Pistone? <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. His name, his last name is spelled P-I-S-T-O-N-E. Anyway, um, hopefully it's not Pistone for his sake. I'm going to go but with Pistone. It, Pistone, maybe? Pistone? Yeah. I'm sure he's a great human being. JB can probably tell us all about it. But yeah, he claims that it's him. But I mean, they're definitely... if if. If it's not him, he's dead and they're using his voice. Like that guy who used to go, Derek Cheetah, who they kept after he died. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> that was a thing. So, I remember that. that was did they just so, keep the recording? Yeah. Um, so, because like, you know, obviously, Jeter was one of the last from his era of Yankee Dumb to like still be on the Yankees. I think he was the last one to retire of the core four, I believe. And so the their famous PA announcer did he passed away before he retired, but Jeter still used his uh, like announcing of of Derek Jeter's name for his walk up until he had retired. Hmm, that's so, cute. I mean, if I didn't, yeah. if the Yankees weren't, you know, an the most successful sports franchise be, of all time. Yeah, if, if they weren't an abomination and not the Mets, I'd be cool with that. <laughs> but you know. Well, well, guys, we have a very natural transition here because our question is about a retirement from Knicks Fandom UK at Knicks Fandom UK. He wants to know, when Clyde retires, if MSG decided to hire a former Nick to replace him, which Nick would you want to see in the commentator's chair next to Mike Breen? James, I'll throw it to you. Any thoughts on that one? Are we ready for some football? It is the NFL Conference Championship Weeks. And there is only one place that has you covered if you want to put some money down and one place that we trust. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome 
bonus, I just said it. It is conference championship week. It is the Green Bay Packers taking on the upstart Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Bucks, Kansas City against Buffalo. I would put my money. I still like if, if Patrick Mahomes is playing Kansas City. If he's not, go with the Bills. They're still really, really good. On the other side, the Bucks killed the Packers during the regular season. I'm predicting a reversal there. I think the Packers' defense has some answers for Tom Brady. I think Aaron Rodgers absolutely goes off. Devontae Adams has 150 yards. I am taking the Packers to win that one. The point is, do not sit on the sidelines anymore. We want you to get in on that action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, you can visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. Uh, so it's got to be a former Nick. Is that what we're yeah. saying? Yep. I mean, I'm going to say we can bend this because I think I know Gavin and I are on the same wavelength. I think I'm curious what your thought is, but. I would say let's at least throw out a former Nick each, but then also maybe yeah. if you have a flex candidate, like Wally Zerbiak was never a Nick yet. He's for whatever reason working for fucking MSG. So because he's know. from strong Island. Yeah. Um, stupid. Therefore they need to have that one guy, I guess to be stupid, but whatever. So I, I, you know, I'm trying to think of like Nick's players I've liked and there's obviously been a lot, not a ton recently because they've been, so booty until this year when they're about to go back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. But I don't know. Like th- one of the first names that popped up in my head was Patrick Ewing. I know he's coaching Georgetown right now, but uh, he's got like a nice amiable personality. He just like gives off kind of like friendly vibes, extremely knowledgeable about the game. Uh, will remind you of uh, not quite as glorious as the seventies glory years, but of a glory year era in Nick's history. So there'd be like good vibes there. Um, I find him sort of amusing, like that clip of him yelling at the guy, do you practice that shot? Have you ever practiced that shot? Um, and the gift that Stingy has uh, pinned as his tweet of like him waving like coquettishly from the sidelines. I don't know. There's something about Patrick that just like cracks me up. He's my favorite Nick of all time. And I would enjoy it. I would love, I'd be thrilled uh, to see him join the booth one day. You know who would really oppose that would be Frank Isola because Frank Isola would be like, I can't believe the Knicks are oppressing Patrick Ewing, taking him out of his coaching career. Oh, my God. To make him an announcer for life and pay him until he's like 95 years old. <laughs> uh, it's oppressive. It's, they hate him. Why do they hate him so much? Why did they never make him head coach? I, I mean, I, yeah, if, if Pat wants to you know, continue his coaching dreams, then I support him. But I would just love yeah. to have him in the booth. Yeah, I would Selfishly. I, I think he would be good. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like it would be someone that wouldn't necessarily I, – I, I don't know if you're ever going to get the perfect combination of having arguably the franchise's best player uh-huh. ever want to come in and be your your color commentator for another you know 30 years or whatever. It's pretty crazy ever. when you think about it that way. Has there I mean, has been an equal in, in – basketball like someone that good yeah i mean clyde is literally like i mean he's he's a hero to like three or four generations of knicks fans you know like as a as a player and then you know as a announcer it's kind of crazy 
I guess you've got Clyde Drexler. He's a terrible announcer, though. One of the worst of all time. Yeah. Don't the don't the Celtics have? Oh, they had Tommy Heinsohn. Is is kind of close. I mean, that's a Hall of Famer, but not yeah. one yeah. of their five best players ever. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a little more storied of a franchise, I guess. I'm trying yeah. to think, like, what other. Are there any other announcers that are well, as good as Clyde? I'm probably forgetting. I'm probably forgetting a bunch. <laughs> isn't isn't Chris, like, Chris Mullen is an announcer now, isn't he? Am I, I don't know. He, doesn't he coach St. John's? Or he did for a while. Uh, was he an announcer prior to that or something, though? Maybe. I mean, Steve Kerr was great, but obviously. He was a shitty GM. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Steve the, Kerr wasn't really anything. like. I mean, he was a good player, but he wasn't like an all-time great. But No. I mean, um, Jeff Van Gundy would also be tremendous. Uh, obviously, he's already doing that, sort of. Uh, yeah, if they could nab Van Gundy, that would be awesome. I, You yeah. know who's one? You know, you were talking about Stingy a minute ago. Um, one guy that he's brought up in the past that I think would be good would be Baron Davis. Oh, that's exactly who I was going to say. That's wow, funny. that's really funny. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he didn't play for the Knicks for long. You know, only that like one part of his season. I forget. I think mm-hmm. they signed him halfway through, right? Um, but you know, he was pretty memorable in that amount of time. He was like the point guard savior for half a season, but I mean, he's a pretty smart dude, like, and he's well-spoken and he's very involved in basketball still. And also like does like some filmmaking and stuff, but I, I could definitely, I could see him being a good candidate. I think he would, he would be well-spoken and, um, you know, it would have some good insights on the game itself. Cause he was, he was a really tight, not for the Knicks, but overall he was a really talented player. Um, sure. Certainly a better NBA player than Wally Zerbiak ever. Was. A legend out here in the Bay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, big time. I mean, that's where he, I think that was the best stop of his career. Even though he's more electric in in Charlotte, I think there's no denying like the Warriors yeah. was the best stop. Like that was yeah. very entertaining. Um, but Gavin, do you have any other reasoning? Yeah, I had two more phonics if you want to go for really good players. I think Chauncey Billups already does it for the Clippers, so I think he and he does some ESPN games, so he would be solid. Tracy McGrady, uh, now a TV personality, could be solid. Uh, the dark oh, that's a good idea. I wanted to uh, to say who would just be pure entertainment were uh, Amon Shumpert, um, and then when he retires permanently, uh, Jeremy Lin is pretty personable, pretty funny. Uh, Landry Fields is, I think, now working for the Raptors front office, but I've always, I've always enjoyed his personality. Landry but I think, Fields, I think now is, uh, Fields is a uh, assistant GM for the Hawks now. He got oh, the, the Hawks. Motion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Shumpert, Shumpert would be the guy that I would find yeah. extremely entertaining. Jeremy Lin, that would be an interesting redemption arc for his time with the Knicks. Like, never came back to play for them, but gets the announcing nod. That would be kind of cool. He's. I, I have one more name, even though we're done with this topic. <laughs> I, uh, he's such a piston, but Rashid Wallace, I feel like, could be a wild card. Oh, fun. man. Uh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Actually, you know who else, too? Kurt Thomas. Why not Kurt Thomas? Oh, that's a good one. He's, he, I, he, like, I remember him from media availabilities being pretty, pretty chill. Like, he, he's no like a weird, dry humor kind of guy. Like, yeah. he, he's got more going on than you think because he's kind of like, he seems all mean and shit, but like, yeah. he's, he's got a little spark. I see it. Oh. I see the vision. Oh man, same era too. You know who's another guy who's gotten into media but in a different way is uh, Jared Jeffries. That's an interesting one too. He got into his. Doesn't he do video game stuff? I thought he was like. No, a... he, he has like a like a bass pro fishing show. Because he's like <laughs> he's like a pro bass fisher now. I think he's also involved in esports. Like Maybe. you can do a lot of you know like 
how Jerry Ferrara is like a fucking GM. For- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he might be he might be involved in that too, but like, yeah, yeah. I, I could see him being a good announcer. Um, the one that I was going to throw out when I said if you were picking someone who's not who hasn't ever been affiliated with the Knicks, it's obviously they have to throw like half of James Dolan's fortune at Doris Burke, I think, because she and she and Breen are already really good on TV together on ESPN, and that's just like such a natural fit. And she wouldn't have to hide how big of a Knicks fan she is anymore. Like yeah. normally she kind of, she kind of buries it a little bit, even when the Knicks are on national TV and she's calling the game. But like, I think she goes overboard a little bit, trying to avoid it sometimes. Yeah. Not that she's like crazy, but I feel like she's aware of it. Yeah. Like she knows that like people would probably judge her for being a Knicks fan. Uh, yeah. But on MSG, she wouldn't have to worry about that anymore. So yeah, I, I would be totally down for Doris Burke too. I think, um, I think that would be a good hire, but. I think unless anybody else else had any more to add, we could probably move to our next question here, uh, which is Stefan MZ at Sugarloaf Bandit. This is a funny question because this just got this just got like sent to us on Twitter. It wasn't even necessarily in reply to our mailbag thing, but we kind of just want to talk about it anyway. Uh, and it was technically addressed to Schwinn because <laughs> it was sent to Schwinn, but then had the Strickland and Locked On Knicks tagged on it, so. Thank you to Stefan for doing this because he gave us a free, cool mailbag question. Um, but I'll read it exactly as worded. Schwinn, who's, <laughs> <laughs> who's the better prospect as of today? Uh, Halliburton, meaning Tyrese Halliburton, or IQ, Emmanuel Quickly? Uh, Gavin, I'll throw this to you because you were, you were the most intrigued by this question, I think. So I'll throw it to you first. Yeah, I think it, it's, it's really close. I think I would slightly take Halliburton just because of the – I mean, not that he's that much taller than IQ, but he's a little bit thicker built. I think I'd be slightly more optimistic about him defensively long-term, and both of them are just absolutely murdering it on offense. So maybe maybe slightly in favor of Halliburton, just because he's he's like a genius-level passer. And I, I would I would take IQ shooting over his long-term, but so far that was projected to be the big issue with Halliburton, and it hasn't been. They both have issues finishing around the basket. IQ obviously has that great in-between game. Halliburton, again, scoring more efficiently than you'd think. I, I think I would take him by a hair, but I, I'm curious, James, what you would say on this one. And I'm also, if you guys, we, we don't have to do this, because maybe this is a whole podcast uh, for another day, but I, I'm curious just how many guys total you would take over IQ from this draft at this point. Just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is the best place to shop for auto parts. Let me tell you why. If you've ever been like me and you want to work on something on your car, you've probably gone to one of those brick-and-mortar auto part shops. You go in, you go to the counter. It's very daunting because, first off, you look around the shelves like an idiot and realize that they don't keep the you know actual car parts out there. It's all just like touch-up paint and windshield wipers and stuff. So you go up to the counter and you ask them, hey, do you guys have this part for my in my case, 09 Subaru Forester XT. And they go, no, we don't have that in store because we have barely anything in store because it's a tiny little store. Do you see what size store we're in? And they say, but we can order it for you, but it's going to take like a number of days and you're going to have to get it shipped to the store here. Come pick it up when it comes in. And you go, oh, all right, well, I wanted to do this car repair on my Saturday, but I guess I'll do it, you know, on next Saturday now or something. And then you pick up the part and you get the bill and you go, ooh, I probably could have just dropped my car off at the shop on Saturday and been done with it and had that part installed for the same price. And it, it's a little daunting. 
But that's where rockauto.com comes in. They're not going to charge you more than anybody else. So, you know, mechanics don't get a lower price from rockauto.com than you. Everybody gets the same low prices. And I tell you, they are the lowest around. On top of it, rockauto.com's website, super easy to get through. You log on. There's a list of all the makes of car you could think of. Click on your make, click on the year, click on the model, and then click on the trim package. And you're greeted with a really easy to sort through list of parts for your car to help you find what you need. On top of it, they're a family-owned business. They've been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years online. And so you know that they're going to help you out if you have any issues without being pushy, like those salespeople in the brick-and-mortar stores, because they're not working on commission or anything. They just want to help you and make sure you find the part you need. On top of it, all the parts from rockauto.com get sent right to your door. Rather than having to make a second trip out to a store, you get it sent right to your doorstep, and you can just start right on your repair from there. It's a really great way to go about repairing your car and a really inexpensive way to do it as well. So if you're interested in checking out what parts are available for your car or truck, hit up rockauto.com right now and see what parts are available. I guarantee you're going to find the ones you're looking for. And if you decide to pick up a part right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and much more. Subscribe to our good friend Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get podcasts. As far as Halliburton goes, I honestly haven't watched a minute of him play in the pros. So, But I am madly in love with Emmanuel Quickly. I desperately want an Emmanuel Quickly City jersey, uh, one of the best jerseys ever designed this year's yeah. New York Knicks yeah. City yeah. jersey. Worst jersey. <laughs> Worst jersey ever. I'm, I'm going to look so fucking good in my City jersey, Alex. Yeah. You're going to fall in full bloom love with me when you see <laughs> me in it. I will say they designed that jersey, I think, more for streetwear than for on-court use. But it disgusts me that the, <laughs> that the, the way that they designed it, the like ombre on the side of the blue to the orange, when it's yeah, tucked it in, so when it's tucked in, like, All right. it, it looks like it just cuts off at the short line. When it should, they should have designed it so that when it's tucked in, it neatly goes from the side of the jersey to the, the top of the shorts there, and then down the leg of the shorts where it goes blue, orange, orange, blue. And yeah, that's blue. all fine and good. That's all fine and good. I hear what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, in my opinion, the only dumb thing about it is the city never sleeps thing. Like That's that's, that's, that's objectively stupid. That's objectively the, dumb. I, I wish it just... Point, it's the focal point of the jersey. <laughs> yeah, but... Okay, okay. But, but otherwise, it's black with like nice little like fun bright color trim and that's like my vibe that is my vibe i've got a lot of vibes but that's a main one i weirdly way i wear way more black now that i moved out here it's like this new york thing coming out of me i'm like yeah i wear black all the time but i like like black jeans i like black t-shirts and then i like sneakers that have like color on them to me the vibe works it's a circle i like circles they're nice and clean i like the font but City Never Sleeps is dumb. And I think because it's so dumb, it is, it's remarkably dumb. 
because it's so dumb, I think it's poisoned people and they can't see it for unremarkable, unremarkable. It's not like, wow, really cool. But like, it just, it looks nice. Like I hate, see Alex's favorite jersey of all time is the hideous black side 90s jerseys, which are probably the ugliest jersey of all time. That's because those are just like, oh, it's the Knicks, but we want it to be cool. So we'll add like a little square of black. That makes no sense. And is like, I don't know. I don't know what it reminds me of, but it's bad. And it makes me want to vomit. And these jerseys (laughs) are nearly perfect. Uh, yeah, these jerseys are in the 99th percentile. You know what I think you would? Oh, jeez. No, the podcast is in the 99th percentile. Okay, those are in the one percentile. Um, Listen, I'm just explaining. I'm explaining. Alex is I... complaining, and and uh, Gavin's entertaining. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> Man, we're really working in all the old James stuff here. Uh, now I would say, I would say, all right. Before we get to the actual question, uh, the the city jerseys, I oh, actually yeah. I don't hate <laughs> the the fashion one, the like strictly fashion one that they made that has the all black Knicks logo on it that just says just Kith. Kith. That's yeah. kind of dope. I I could rock that jersey and I'd feel fine with it. Yeah, because they look cool. Because they look fucking cool. Although, so, what I don't get what I don't get about uh, they're so into making money. The NBA, it's the whole point of it. They only have an RJ Barrett city jersey. I don't really understand like what I think they're gonna do. Uh, drops throughout the season because they're trying to feed the hype beasts. So okay, so this did, is the hype beast business model. That's what yeah, it is. It's just they did, okay. they did the first drop and they released all the merch plus some of the jerseys, um, which I think it was just the RJ one, which is like the only thing from the collection you could still somewhat get at this point. Um, mm. But like all the other stuff sold out like immediately, like the day of, because uh, they did a really limited drop of it. But I can't imagine that's the only drop they're going to do because that's bad. Business. That's interesting. Yeah, like for yeah. Sports, sports fans, usually you expect you could find that shit all year, you know. So they they'll have to do it again. Um, it, they'll probably if I had to guess, they'll probably do like three or four drops throughout the season. Like the first yeah, one they already did, maybe like two or three more. But that's encouraging because I need the quickly one because I do love quickly. My thoughts on him briefly are just that he could, I think he could be the point guard of the future. I didn't know much about him coming into the draft, uh, but I, I love what I've seen. Uh, having a foundation of being a tremendous three-point shooter uh, is, first of all, just like that's how you want to build a superstar point guard right now is by having someone who's got that shot. Um, and it looks like his handle's pretty decent. It looks like his poise is great. It looks like his vision is pretty good. The floater can be deadly. The free throw percentage is outstanding. That bodes well. Continues to be fantastic from college. You worry a little bit about the rim. I But, yeah, I mean, when he's got such great touch from outside – I feel like that translates a little bit better than like great touch inside and then moving that out. And his defense is, uh, Gavin mentioned that he's like a little small and that was, or at least smaller than Halliburton. So I guess Halliburton has better size, but I was surprised because I I feel like the hype around quickly around his body was that he he was small and he doesn't seem that small to me. I guess he's got a pretty good wingspan. Um, And He's 21, so he's a little bit older, but I think he can still put on weight. I'm really hyped about him, um, and I, I'm, I'm thrilled with him. I'm really excited. I think he could do a lot. Yeah, I would say if I was going to answer this one, um, I think the top five I'd still say is safe. You know, I think Edwards, there's still enough 
maybe untapped talent there that I feel good about him uh, still going over quickly just because I think that Edwards has more natural gifts that if you could unlock those, then... What do you think about his personality, though? Because that's obviously a big part of his equation. I, I don't... I think, like. I think he's quirky, but I don't think he's, like, uncoachable or, like, okay. a bad yeah. kid. But he's no, I don't think he's bad either. It's just, like, sometimes someone who's, like, a well-rounded, decent, funny human being isn't going to be as good as a psychopath like Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, that's might, all, he, just from a basketball. Yeah, he might have a little Dwight Howard in him, or maybe he's too much of a goof. Yeah, yeah. What, um, what's interesting is quickly is a psychopath. That That's kind of what's worth noting. Yeah, Every, everything you read about him is, like, he's, he's like, Kawhi in terms of how he works. Oh, Quick definitely has the the Mamba mentality and all that, if you want to talk about Kobe. Um, Lamella. I feel like Quick is a little bit less of a partier, maybe. Yeah, oh, like, definitely. Because he, he's, like, very religious. And sometimes that's a front or whatever. I don't really know the guy. But he seems sincere as a person, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he parties. I mean, he's – all of COVID, he's sending snaps, like, at 2 a.m. in the gym. Like, getting that work in again, and it's like – Oh, really? Like, okay. Yeah, weren't you up till, like, 4 last night or whatever? Like – Shooting? Why are you nice. up till two today? <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Um, why? I mean, that's how you get good at free throws. Being a maniac, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wiseman in a vacuum, I would say, probably has enough talent to justify still taking over him. Uh, Lamelo, I think, was the best player in the draft. Like that's pretty obvious now. Um, I would still take him over quickly. Patrick Williams, I think, again, enough latent talent there, physical gifts, all that shit, that I would take him over, over quickly. Okoro, I, I was really into prior to the draft. I think he's really good, too. Um, his eh. it, yeah, Okoro is the first one where I, I think I think I'd lean quickly a little bit. But really? You might I be right. You're, you're probably right. But I from just I have seen him play against the Knicks, and I wasn't, like, impressed with those. Or he missed one of the games. Anyway. Yeah, I think, I think I would still take him just because if he works out, I think that the wing position is still a little more of a premium than the point guard position. Yeah. Um, Maybe not for the Knicks. It's it's easy to say as a Knicks fan, like point guard is the most important position ever because we haven't had one in like twenty years. But most yeah. other teams are able to find point guards, you know, just not yeah, for whatever reason. Um, whereas wing talent's a little a little harder to come by. Uh, Okongwu is where I'd probably say, yeah, I'd probably take him over him, uh, not think twice. Oh, so the, so I might even take him over Killian at this point. Two, would you say? I would. I would. Uh, I mean, I I'm not re-ranking the draft. I'm kind of just going through and saying like, All right, where where, where are you going to pick him? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, so like like Okongwo take him over. Killian probably would, although it kind of sucks for Killian that he's got injury issues. Can't really control that. Uh, Obi to probably take him over. Obi. The Knicks might have another one of those situations where their second pick in the draft was better than their first one, like in the Mitch and Knox draft. Again, if you just um, switch it in your head, it feels it feels good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Denny is another one that sort of gives me pause because I really like Denny going into the draft, and I kind of wish they had taken him over Toppin. Um, maybe still to this day, but uh, we'll call that a wash. You know, I, I think maybe quickly is better. Um, Smith would take him over Devin Vassell. I would take him over Vassell, even though I know everybody's like going crazy for Vassell because of how good he is on defense. Like, I think quickly showed a better skill set overall. Uh, Halliburton, I don't know that that is tough. I I guess I would say, I would say I would take him over Halliburton because I think Halliburton's just in the perfect situation. Like there's no De'Aaron Fox on this team, 
that can take the ball handling responsibilities off of him and stuff. So if you had, if you threw Halliburton in some some of the situations that Quickly's been in, as far as needing to create and make things happen off the dribble and uh, stuff like that, in addition to the spot up shooting and all that, you know, I th- I think you'd have a little bit different of a of a reaction to Halliburton. Um, plus, it might not be a reflection on Halliburton, but the Kings suck on defense. Like, really, really bad. Whereas the Knicks are playing really, really good on defense, and a large part of that is quickly being really good in his minutes. So, I haven't watched enough of the Kings to say for sure. But, yeah. And then I guess I'll just finish out the lottery, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Kyra, I'd take him over Kyra. And I'd definitely take him over Desmith. And then that's it. Yeah, nobody else is really worth discussing, I don't think, at that point. All right, guys, we told you this was going to be a fun one. I think you'd agree that it certainly lived up to the hype. It only gets better going forward. This is going to be a four-parter with James. We we recorded a strong two hours with him uh, before we all eventually wore down, and, and he had to go eat some dinner, getting through all these questions. Next episode, it's going to be really fun. A friend of the show, Ignacio, sent us an awesome one talking about the floors and ceilings of R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickly, Frank Nilakina, and Dennis Smith Jr. Um, we haven't edited it yet. I'm pretty sure that's going to end up being a full episode. It was a loaded conversation. It was a fun conversation. We will talk about it and more next time on Locked on Knicks.